Let us pray. Dear Lord, this is indeed our prayer that we may look like you. It is our desire that we may be transformed by the image of Christ. We really pray that this morning you speak to our hearts. Even we are not prepared well to receive your word, but we know that you already prepared well to give your word. We do pray that you touch our hearts. Don't let us go until we meet thee in a living way. We really commit this hour into your hands. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Let us turn to Romans chapter 13. Verse 1. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to death to evil. Do you want to be afraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to ask him wrath on him who practice evil. 他若作恶,却当惧怕,因为他不是空空的配件,他是神的用人,是深渊的,刑罚那作恶的。Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake.所以你们必须顺服,不是因为刑罚,也是因为良心。For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers, Attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom 
so these are the words for the moment. Now, as you know very well, Paul wrote to Romans. And at that time, we know that it was Nero who was on the throne. And it really surprised us when we come to chapter 13. He talked about the authority. And then you know that if we know very well uh, that at that time actually it was Nero who is on the throne. And we will be very, very surprised. Now why Paul has given us such uh, instruction? Now we know very well in the time of Paul, he was touched by the Holy Spirit. He wrote a letter to Romans. And those are the saints who live in the capital of the empire of Rome. Strictly speaking, Paul was addressing to the people in the heartland of the Roman Empire. Now, as you know very well, the city of Rome was the capital of the empire. So now those saints live in that city. According to chapter 16, they were scattered in five different places. Even at that time, the city of Rome was not as big as today. But anyway, you know that how church in Rome met in the home of uh, Aquila and Priscilla. So Paul has many things to say to the people in, uh, in uh, Rome. And then when we come to chapter 13, we have found the instruction we have just read a few minutes ago. Now, sometime we will be bothered. No matter what, you know that Nero was one of the worst kings in Roman Empire. And remember, there were ten persecutions in time, in the time of Roman Empire. For 300 years. And Christians were being chased, were persecuted by, uh, by the Roman Emperor. Now the first one who persecuted Christians 
So why we have been given the instruction of chapter 13? So at that time, there was no choice. When you talk about the one who's sitting on the throne of Roman Empire, definitely it represents the highest authority in the Roman Empire. Then we ask, now, if Nero is the persecutor of Christians, now, of course, these Christians had no choice at all. But then, we had to learn some lessons. And normally, we did not understand this portion very well. So this morning, we will come back to this part. We want to make it clear why Paul addressed to Christians this way. But anyway, today we are better than the time of Paul. At least we have a choice today. You know, the day after tomorrow is the big day for this country. The whole nation will be facing the most difficult choice of the century. But at least we have a choice. In the time of Paul, there was no choice. So we had to treasure the the, uh, the 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 way the Lord gave us today. If the Lord gives you the choice, it means you have to take the responsibility from the Lord. If there is no choice, there is no responsibility because you were born to it. Anyway, you can help but be under uh, under it. So in the time of Paul, we had no choice. But today, at least, we have choice. So now is a serious moment in Christianity. How you are going to face the choice? Are you choose what God chose So, brothers and sisters, this indeed is the most difficult and most challenging choice of the century. As a Christian, we have to choose the will of God. Now, normally, this is a choice between the best and the second best. But this not happened this time. But it is a great challenge for Christians. It's a wonderful education for Christians. Never before we have faced such a challenge. Every time is much easier than this choice. But thank the Lord. When we are brought to such a situation, it is the most serious moment in our life. Your choice will determine the future of the whole nation. Your choice will determine how your children will live, most likely. Uh, in the in the future fifty years. Remember, when God gave us this choice, we have to do it in a very clear and cold mind. 
and we ought to be before the Lord. And you have to learn the, how to listen to the inter, to the to the uh, to the still and small voice. So, brothers sisters, for that reason, I think this is a great important moment for Christians to fast and to pray. And we know that it is the most important moment. So, compare with the time of Paul. At least today we have a choice. So how are you going to choose? Now we know that it's always under the direction of the Holy Spirit. We have we we have to learn that not our choice, but the choice of the Holy Spirit. Now in this moment, probably is not the choice between the best and the second best. But somehow the Lord reminds us. If we cannot do that, then probably it means that we have to choose the God's will. Now, how, what is God's will to Christians? We are salt of the earth. We are the light of this world. Now, in the time of our Lord, there was no refrigerator. In order to prevent prevent the food from corruption. No refrigerator. But you put some salt upon it. That's the function of a Christian. We are living in this world. But we do not belong to this world. And we know very well. The world lies under the evil ones. And the world is going the direction of being corrupted. And to the day of Antichrist. Now we know there is the most corrupted time of all ages. So we know that the world is getting darker and darker. As a Christian, we can never stop the corruption of the world. But we can slow down the corruption of the world. If the Lord gives you the choice, it means this. Now, you have to you have to live the function of a source. Now we know that the whole world will go that direction. Definitely will go to liberal direction. Definitely will go to that direction which is most corrupted. Brothers and sisters. And you'll find that if if the, the if uh the Antichrist is the great sinner. You can imagine what kind of world we will live in. We already live in such a horrible world. Today we worry about our children. Now, brothers and sisters, now, important thing is, definitely the world will go that direction. According to the Bible, there is no hope. That's why our Lord has to come back. And the Lord will come back, will give the solution of the whole thing. 
So, brothers and sisters, today we have to preach the gospel. Remember, brothers, today is not a time for us to change the world. However, never forget we are the sword of the earth. We can never stop the corruption of the world. However, if the Lord gives us a choice, we can slow down that process. Probably at least in the foreseeable future. At least now you, you can you, you, you can see that for the time, probably within 50 years, somehow the world will not as corrupt as we can imagine. So, brothers and sisters, you have to be before the Lord. That's your responsibility. How we can slow down the process of corruption of this world. So, probably this is a big challenge for many Christians. So, brothers, and how do you know? Sometimes, just because some devout Christians, they couldn't do much. Probably, they can only what can they do is by prayer. As if they are most powerless people. But the Lord can answer those prayers. The Lord can change this whole situation. Now, in most recent examples, now you know very well about the example of Brexit. Now, recently, United Kingdom, they have, they have a referendum. They, they want to decide whether they will stay in European Union or they leave. So, for the British Kingdom to leave or to exit. So, we have the so-called Brexit. Now, before the Brexit, before the, uh, the result, you know, whole media, a major media, they all think that they will pass. In other words, United Kingdom will remain in, uh, in European Union. Now, there was a true direction here. If you remain in Union, European Union, it means somehow the world go to the direction of globalization. Now, as you, as you know very well, before the, uh, now, when Antichrist comes, there will be a unified uh, political and uh, and uh, there will be a uni uh, there will be a unified political situation. We and not only that, at that time all the religions will become one. And the, the, the Antichrist really used uh, you really used uh, uh, the Antichrist really used the economy. 
to unify the whole. So that's right. That's the reason we have the number six six six. So as you know very well. Now, if the world really going that direction, for sure that means we are going to the direction of globalization. Again, brothers and sisters. So if you people remain, they stay, try to remain, uh, try out of uh, United, United uh, European Union. So that means they still believe in nationalism. So it is the between, it is the choice between globalization, globalization or, uh, or nationalism. So the result was. And you know, finally, the, the kingdom did, decided to come out of European Union. And then the history will record. And eventually, you know, almost tied, the situation almost tied. But somehow, you never expect, expect the existence of Christians in that kingdom. And for many years, we thought that Christians almost has no function whatsoever. And remember, uh, in 1980-something, 19, there was only one mosque in London. And now much, much more. And most surprising is this. And one of the mosques was the church building before. From that church building, the William Carey was being sent out to India. So you know, God really used that kingdom for many, many years. And because of their some Christians, they were faithful in that nation. And now you can understand that why the gospel has been preached to many, many distant lands. So we know very well. And the Lord really used the United Kingdom for several years, many, many years. But unfortunately, somehow they become relaxed. Somehow they, they, they did not follow the Lord just as before. So, brothers and sisters, we can see that the whole situation, especially in the United Kingdom, really go to the liberal direction. So you can understand when Christians sympathize with the world. So when Christians think as the world thinks, so you can imagine what will be the outcome in the United Nations. But to our surprise, somehow there's some foundation, spiritual foundation in that nation. So somehow Christians still serve as a soul. Even they fail God in some way. 
But brothers, somehow, and the Lord can do something. And now the result was told. Because actually, the reason they were almost tied. But somehow, the, 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 somehow finally they have that, that, that consequence. It is because the Christians, they really make the decisive choice. So, brothers and sisters, we do not know what happened. We do not know spiritual things happen in that nation. We did not know that the Lord probably still have a thousand people never yield to Babel. Through their prayer. And we thank the Lord. Somehow this world is going that direction. Now no one can stop that trend. But if the Lord give us a choice, if the Lord still give us some responsibility, brothers be before the Lord. And then you we should know what how, what the Lord will lead us. So it is very important. And this is a really serious moment. And now we talk about this because we are as we want to come back to chapter thirteen. Now in chapter thirteen now we will definitely see what what the Lord's will here. Now, as we know that Paul wrote to the saints in Rome, the heartland of Roman Empire. So, what the Lord, what Paul spoke to them? From chapter 1 to chapter 8, Paul tried to describe the full salvation. And then in the first part of the first eight chapters, justification by faith. In the middle part of the first eight chapters, justification by sanctification by faith. And the last part of that eight chapters, glorification by faith. So Paul described very clearly to the saints in Rome. What is for salvation? So if you really know that you today you have a position before the Lord. Now that position is justification by faith. As you never sin against God. Somehow you will be able you will be able to stand before the presence of God. So when we talk about justification by God, justification by faith, it always speaks of a position. Now that position is very important. Because that position was enabling you to live in His presence. The position is for the living. 
Otherwise, there's no meaning for a position. Why we are justified by faith? We are able to stand before the presence of God. As if we never was pleased by his only begotten son. So when we are clothed with Christ, we are able to stand in the presence of God. So that's amazing grace. But that's only the first step. Means that we have a position for us to live in the presence of God. So if you are able to live in the presence of God, Remember when Moses came down from Mount from the Mount Sinai. We were we were told that his face was shining. Anyone who live in the presence of God. Remember, always give people the impression. If anyone live in the presence of God, his face shines. And then you see the beauty and the glory of Christ. So if you really live in the presence of God, brothers, definitely you live a holy life. So you are sanctified by so now you have a life of a holy you have a holy life. And that means you are healthy. It doesn't mean that there's no germ or no uh no no uh, no germ in your body. Remember you're, you're so healthy. So you overcome the germ and other things. So you can be healthy. Thank the Lord. This is amazing grace. But more than that, if you are justified by if you are sanctified by so you are brought back to the paradise. But only to the state of sinless in the paradise. But remember, the reason God put Adam in paradise. The purpose of God is make to make the purpose of God is that somehow they will take the fruit of tree of life. But Adam failed. When we believe in Lord Jesus, we not only believe Him as our personal Savior, we also accept Him, we also receive Him in our life. So we really take the tree of the fruit of life. Now, because we are the life of Christ, so we are being conformed into the image. So brothers, we will not only create according to his likeness. But if we really if we really uh if we really take that fruit and being transformed by the image of Christ, so we are glorified by faith. 
so again, this is amazing grace. What is amazing grace? Sanctification by faith. Uh, no, uh, uh, justification by faith. Sanctification by faith. And glorification by faith. So that's the full salvation. From chapter 1 to chapter 10. That's what Paul told the people who live in the heartland of Roman Empire. Do you think Paul only writing a thesis? Do you think that Paul only present uh, a theology of our salvation? For these people just to appreciate? For these people to have someone had knowledge about it? Now later you will know that. Now this message is the most vital message. And this message really caused the life of all these people who live in Romance. Paul knows how to write his letters. Paul knows how these people live in that darkest corner of the whole world. It is the heartland of Roman Empire. I remember. If you want to know how dark is this world. <coughs> and those people who live in that capital, they knew how dark it is. For us, now, justification by faith almost means nothing. Sanctification by our faith is almost nothing. But look around. Look around the whole world. How many people who are really righteous? How many people who are really holy? How many people really you really see the image of Christ? Brother, it is almost none. But now Paul wrote a letter to them. Sanctification by faith. And glorification by faith. Now if you know the salvation, that's the salvation. Brother, this is not a mere theology. This is not mere thinking. It will cause your life. Do you see, brothers and sisters? Now, if you read it, uh, uh, Romans, you probably did not have that feeling. <coughs> if you know history well, you know how important are these words. Alright, then chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11. Serve like a parenthesis. It talks about the election of people of Israel. Then we come to chapter 12. And chapter 12, what Paul says? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. Remember, if you really believe in full salvation, now that's what you should do. So Paul, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. So if we really know 
Brothers, sisters. Now, if you want to enjoy the fruit of salvation, the only way is to present ourselves a living body. Present your body a living body. So, for that reason, after eight chapters of the uh, of the message of salvation. When Paul continue his message, he beseeches us. And by mercy of God, presenting our body a living so that's a practice so when we come to chapter 12 is a living it's no longer a theory it's no longer a theology it's much easier for you to absorb theology in the school if you have a big mind, it's much easier for you to get theology. But remember, all the word of God is costly. It will cost our whole life. So, brothers, sisters, if you really want to enter into the reality of salvation, if you really want to be Justified by God and sanctified by God, eventually glorified by God. The only way is to is this consecration. The only way is to present our body as a living sacrifice. So after we do that, what God is doing? When God accepts our sacrifice, where He is going to put our body? He will never put our body in the in the floating air. He definitely will put our body somewhere. So if you read on, and then you discover. There's another body. We present our body. But now God will put our body in a body. Not our body. It's another body. See that? So that's chapter 12. So now when we read verse uh, when we read verse 4. For as no verse 4. Verse, for as we have many members in one body. But all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ. And individually members are one another. So brothers, after we present ourselves, our body as a living sacrifice. God accepts our consecration. So definitely He would put our body in the mystical body of Christ. And then we will find out we be many are one body. 
So because of that, then we live our individual Christian life. We also live our corporate Christian life. So then you read on. Now, especially when you come to the very end of chapter 12, then you begin to understand chapter 13. Now, in the time of Paul, there was no divisions of the, of the chapters and also the, the, the verses. So, in other words, it's a whole it's a whole piece of whole thing. So we ought to understand chapter 13 within the context. We have to understand if we really know the full salvation, we present our body as a living sacrifice. And God put our body in His body. Now we not only live an individual life, we also live a corporate life. Now, in that, what kind of life is this? So you will read all the way to the very end of chapter 12. Then, in chapter 13, we have been given the instruction. We have just read it before. So, brothers, without going to detail, now, if you go home, just try to read this portion carefully. When you come to the very end of this Chapter. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Now, if you read carefully, when you come to the very end of the chapter 12, in other words, there is a mo- the, the, the model of our life. Now, if we live individual, as an individual, as a corporate, what kind of life is this? So, if you still remember the teaching of our Lord, so that simply means that we live according to the Sermon on the Mount. So, if you read chapter 5, 6, and 7, and brothers and sisters, that's supposed to be our Christian life. That ought to be the model of our Christian life. So in that chapter, we not only love each other, and one thing the Lord asks, is there anything better, is there anything good? Now if you compare with your love, if it's something extra, what the Lord wants is something extra. Your righteousness ought to be surpassing the righteousness of a scribe and a Pharisee. Remember, surpassing. So you see, brothers and sisters, not just equal. It is something extra. More than that, you love your you love your brother. That's not enough. That's only half a circle. This is not a full circle. This is not perfect life. Perfect life. Because when the father 
who gave the sunshine to the good people, also evil people. If God gave the sunshine to the good people, now that's only half of the circle. But the Lord God also gave the gave the sunshine to the evil one. Remember, this is the full circle. That's why the Lord said. You ought to be perfect as your father is being perfect. Now it's impossible in the matter of righteousness, we cannot be perfect as our father. Only at one point we are able to be as perfect as our heavenly Only in this matter of love. Whenever you love your enemy. Remember, that love is perfect love. So because of that, the Lord said, if you only love your brother, tell me anything extra. Do you think that your love is just the same? Do you think how make your love different from the love of Pharisees and scribes? Remember, the Pharisees and scribes don't kill. Why? Now, why, brothers and sisters? If you don't have the behavior, that's it. Now, important is how about your final conduct? If your final conduct is no murdering, no murder. Now, that means no murder. The Lord said no. If you hate people, that's murder. So, brother, sister, for the for the scribe and the Pharisees, as long as we don't have the conduct of murdering, that brother, sister, and remember, that's not extra. If you obey the heavenly law, if you really obey, if you really live the life according to the Sermon on the Mount, is not only you do not have the final product, important thing is, do you nourish the anger in you? For that reason, the Lord said, every day, you have to let it go. When sun is setting, you have to let your anger go. You never accumulate your anger. Now, why people finally become murdered? Because that anger is being nourished. And that anger being expanded. Finally. Now, unfortunately, Act with it. Not only that, never commit adultery. Now, people only worry about the final conduct. They say it's alright, I don't have a conduct. I have only words. And some people say, I only have a thought. 
And some young people, they are involved with the fantasy. So they said, that's nothing to do with the same. No, brothers. If you really live according to Sermon on the Mount, the Holy Spirit will interfere not only in your final conduct, also your Thought and your words. So do you see that, brother? This is a high standard. Don't tell me that you don't have that act. The Holy Spirit will act, will say whether you have that thought or not. Whether you have that word or not. Now, to the people of this world. Now, brothers, this means nothing. As long as you don't have the final contact, as long as you are not indicted. You see, that, that's okay. That's all, finally it's okay. But brother, if you really want to be a Christian, now after you present your body as living sacrifice, so now you are going to live a life according to sermon and and then you discover Scribe and Pharisees, they only have six points in the examination. But we Christians have ten points. Think about it. For that reason, the Lord said, I come not to destroy, the, not, not to wipe away the law of God. I come Try to fulfill it. Why? If you really get 10 points, definitely is much more than 6 points. Brothers and sisters, this is overcoming life. We are talking about overcomers. Tell me, what kind of life is that? When people want your one of your cheeks, you turn another one. When people want you one mile, you follow him second mile. Brothers, your enemy never wants that. Only your master wants it. So, what does that mean? You never live according to the human standard. Now, according to the world standard, it's all right. According to the world standard, you rarely see any sinners. But don't forget, if you present your body as living sacrifice, and that life, justification by faith, you are not only justified by faith, your righteousness surpassing the righteousness of scribe and Something extra. So, brothers, that's Christian. That's Christian life. Always something extra. Compared with Pharisees and scribes. You know, among the Jewish people, if there are only two persons 
should be able to ascend to heaven. One of them is scribe, another one is So you understand, brother. As a Christian, we ought to live a life. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. And verse 21 is the link between chapter 12 and chapter 13. Do not overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. That's the calling of an overcomer. We talk again and again about being an overcomer. Tell me in one sentence. How can we be overcomer? In what way you can be overcomer? When the world is most dark. When you see the Nero is on the throne. That's calling being an overcomer. Don't get angry with the world. Don't say why the world is like this. Brother, sister, this is time for us to hear the calling of being overcomer. You see that? You remember, review your salvation. What kind of salvation we have? If we live according to their salvation, definitely our righteousness is surpassing the righteousness of Pharisees and scribes. Definitely we live according to the Sermon Now, brothers, what is the meaning of the life of Sermon being an overcomer. Do not overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. Who is evil? Look at the one who on the throne of Roman Empire. <coughs> if you do not know what is evil, look at that throne. Immediately you understand what the evil is. So, brother, it's very clear. And originally, there was no division of chapter and verses. So, within the context, do you understand? And God called us being overcomers. Especially for those who live in Rome. They live in the capital, heartland of the Roman Empire. They know what is the evil. What is the good? So, brothers and sisters, now actually the evil live among them. When they look around, they know what are the evil. And now you understand what is your enemy. Why they become your enemy? Why you, your enemy is hungry, feed him? So, brothers and sisters, this calling, remember, Within that context. Why? Because Nero is on the throne. Brothers and sisters. Then we ask. Who is the overcomer? Because Nero wants to be overcome. How do we know? History tells us. He wants to be an overcomer. Now, 
when we come to Philadelphia, Church of Philadelphia, and the warning is this, do not lose your crown. Now that crown in Greek is wreath, is not the royal crown. Now, especially in Olympian Games, if you become overcome, if you become a victor, so finally you have a crown. The crown of leaves. But anyway, this will tell you you are the winner. You are the overcomer. Now history will tell us. Nero obsessed with himself. He wants to show to the world. He is not only the king, the emperor of Roman Empire. He also is the overcomer. So he wants to prove to the world. He is the overcomer. So brother, if you know history very well, now when you read this portion of the Bible, we'll ask one question. Who is the overcomer? The one sitting on the throne or the one being persecuted? If Saul is not in his throne, how could you appreciate David was being traced from one wilderness to another wilderness? It took 14 years before he was on the throne. So, brothers and sisters, what does that mean? Who are those saints in Rome? God called them to be overcome. Yes. On the throne, we only see Saul and Nero. But secretly, God anointed David. He has a kingly spirit. He is a king. He's a king without throne. In reality, in life, he's the king. But one day, he will be on the throne. But it is a wonderful training. Brothers, how do you know David is the king? How do you know that David is the choice of God? Finally, when David was on the throne, our problem, our question, our problem, now our problem is solved. Who is overcomer? Saul or So you see, brothers and sisters, sometimes we forget, we neglect. Today, when we are facing such a difficult choice, it is a time for God to call us. Don't look at those who are will be on the throne. Now is a good time for us to see why God arranged such a difficult time. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil. If you want to look at 
What is the evil? Look at the truth. If you want, if you want to see what is the good, look into the wilderness. They were being chased by Saul from one corner of the wilderness to another one. So this is very important. Now let me just show you something what happened in history. Now when when Nero was young, he was a great fan of Greek culture. So he like he likes poetry and he also like so to the somehow he he not only read this poetry, he himself wants to be a poet. And especially in the Greek world. Most famous game is Olympic game. Now when we come to Olympic game, you'll find many overcomers. So now he wants to be an overcomer. So in the year of 60, so he created a game in Rome. And that's called Neroing. Neroina. Now, when you talk about that game, when you talk about that game, that means this is almost like Olympic game. So, in the first time, in the first one, he only encouraged people to become uh, uh, become uh, overcomers. Now, especially in that game, many, many poets present their poetry. But in the second time, he himself wants to be involved. So remember, definitely he he spent so much time, he wants to let people know. He is the overcomer. Now finally, now make long story short. Now in one year, he wants all kinds of game nearby. They will be held in the same year. And he wants to get involved in all the games. Finally, he will pronounce to the world that he is the only winner. Now, because of that arrangement, now, if you read the history of Olympic games, every four years you will have one game. But because that decision of Nero, and that Olympic game had been postponed for two years. So in that year, you know, because Nero wants to become an overcomer. So in that one year, all the game, for example, in, in, uh, in Corinth, in all other places, in the Olympic Games, they all happen in that year. And then he wants to attend every game. He wants to show the people he is the winner. One after another one after another one. He definitely is the overcomer. So, 
history tells us that year he was pronounced as the winner. He has won all the game he was involved. Is it possible? Finally, in one of the game in Olympics. You know, normally, when if you saw that game actually uh, uh, being held in uh, in Circus Maximum. So Circus Maximum. Now in Rome. It's a very famous one. Now normally if you want to become an overcomer, it depends on what kind of game you are involved. So Nero has chosen the most difficult one. So he wants to become a charioteer of the Normally in Olympic Games. Now in that chariot only have four horses. He said, No, four horses means nothing to me. I want to have ten horses. So finally, eventually, he has his own will. Finally, everybody let him have the ten horses. But he fell. From the chariot. But he was still, still pronounced as the winner. Never failed. He is the overcomer of that year. He is the overcomer under the world, heaven. Brother, sisters, was he real overcomer? So if you read verse 12, 21 here, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do you think he's really overcome? He couldn't control his own temper. His wife was still pregnant. Out of anger, he just kicked her unto death. It was his mother who put him on the throne. Most likely, it was his mother poisoned Cloud, Emperor Claudius. But just because his mother against his marriage, he tried many ways want to put his mother to death. But somehow his mother lived a very long life. So no matter in which way, his mother still survived. So one day he played a game. He, he played a trick with his mother. So he invited his mother to his summer palace. Now after the banquet in the evening, so he said to his mother, Now today I prepare a, a, a boat, a special boat for you. So tomorrow morning you are able to see the wonderful view in the bay. So he kissed goodnight to his mother. And then his mother left. And his mother and his her companion just 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 in that boat. They didn't realize Sickly, somehow that boat is being sinking. But somehow the mother really lived. Mother, the, the, the mother know how to swim. So he really swim all the way to the back, to, 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 to the shore. Exactly the place where Paul landed in Petuli. 
when uh, 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 in the time of Paul. Now you read the Bible. You find the beast come out from the sea. But at least you see the mother of a beast come out from the sea. So he lived a life like this. But finally, and Nero still sent two killers to kill his mother. And after he kicked his wife to death, so his conscience really bothered him. One day, he met a boy, handsome boy, and that boy impressed him so much. Because that handsome boy looked exactly just like his wife. So when they were two together, they always call him the name of his wife. But somehow really bother him so much. So finally he made the decision. Now before that, all the Roman emperors, including including including, including uh, Tiberius. Now you know in the time of the Lord's crucifixion, Tiberius was ruling the whole world in a small island called uh, in in this very small island. And not far not far from Naples. And why 12 years? Suppose 12 years he should be enthroned in Rome. Why? He fall in love with a handsome boy also. But anyway, all the things are under secret. So they were able to conquer the world. But they never realized they were conquered by the sin they can never get rid of. So remember, by that time, our Lord died for every sin, including the Emperor Tiberius. God loved us so much. He hated the sin, but He loved the sin. If there is only one sinner, Emperor Tiberius. Our Lord will die for him. Our Lord will liberate him. Liberate him. But unfortunately, he became the slave of the same for 12 years. But that happened with the Emperor Tiberius. Now, Emperor Nero. Brother Of course, again, he was involved with something he could not. He, he became the slave of it. And brothers, finally the conscience bothered him so much. So he told the whole world, the way I will make it known to the whole world of my bride. And now I will tell the whole world, I married to this handsome boy just like I married to the former queen. So remember, now this whole thing become legal. 
Why? Because the emperor showed to the whole world. Not only they have that fact, they want to legalize that fact. So remember one day in the Roman streets, and you find a celebration, and you know how the emperor married to a handsome boy. But that's not enough. One day when he visited Corinth, he said, I will do another time. I want to have a celebration in the Greek world. So the history record history has told us. Not only in Rome, also also in Corinth. And then you discover how Nero and he he married to his handsome boy. So my brothers, no wonder in the Bible use a beast to describe Nero. Because in the Bible use use beast to describe Antichrist. And then you find a six six six. Kaiser Nero in Hebrew simply means six six six. In other words, one day when we are facing the Antichrist, what kind what is the spirit of Antichrist? How Antichrist look like? What kind of world under Nero? So, brother, you understand? Why we have chapter 13 here? Why we are being called as an overcomer today? When we are approaching that dark day, remember, if you talk of the evil, you know what is the evil? We have to let the young people know what is the evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So that's what history told us. It is very clear, brothers. At that time, the saints in Rome has no choice. They live under that emperor who is overthrown. Brothers and sisters, strictly speaking, the one become the leader of the Roman Empire ought to be the overcomer. He overcome everything. However, he was overcome. Now, from the history, we have just no. And we know that, strictly speaking, he became the slave of the saints. So, brother, are you justified by faith? Are you sanctified by faith? Are you glorified by faith? Live that life. When you live the life according to the Sermon on the Mount, who is overcome? The one on the throne or the one in the world? This is the calling of being overcome today. So if you read on, 
Read chapter 13. Now we don't want to go into get in we want to go on to go to detail. But a very interesting thing is and if you read on it's almost repeat uh, Matthew chapter five, six and seven. So if you know the structure there, it is very, very clear. So finally, verse 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, that's the calling being overcome. Now if you are clothed, if you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, then people see the beauty and the glory of Christ in us. Then the world will decide who is the one really on the throne. Brothers and sisters, you, you are in your you have your you are uh, you are, you are, you are working in some company. Or you are in the school. No matter where God puts you. Brothers, when they look around, they may be disappointed by the one who sits on the throne. But when your when your colleague look at you. They see the David. They see the overcome. So, brothers, do you think even this our testimony? Even this our calling. So remember, brothers, that's what happened in chapter twelve and chapter thirteen. But something very interesting. In the year of sixty-four, and Nero just burned the whole uh, Roman city of Rome with great fire. Then he regretted. He had to find some scapegoat. Remember, when, when the saints in Rome, when they received this letter, around in the year of 57 or 58, so year of 64 is about seven years later. Think about it. If seven years later, they learned the lesson. They received the letter from Paul. They said wonderful theology. Wonderful thinking. After seven years, they still had a meeting after another meeting. And now they had a special gathering, another special meeting. After so many conferences, now we are accumulating so many knowledges. Brother, sister, after seven years, nothing should happen. Think about it. If you only keep the things as just a theoretical, theoretical, if they never put anything in practice, in the year of 64, how did Nero know them? If they are not well known to the people, how the emperor will make a scapegoat out of them? So you see, brothers and sisters, this is a great challenge. When they receive the letter, the moment they receive it, the moment they consecrate themselves as a living body, living, 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 living,
they didn't realize this message caused their life. Do you understand? That's the first worldwide persecution in Roman Empire. If they only live a very loose life, nothing will happen. They had the best theological thought in among them. Among all the churches, they are, they are so much well-educated. Think about it. They have a bad thoughts from from Paul, Paul. but brothers, this is not just theory. This is not theology. This is had to put into practice. This will cost our life. Are you ready for And these people, they are ready. After seven years, they live a life. Brothers, it's a glorious life. They are so righteous. They are so holy. They are so shining. Brothers, those Roman people, look at them. They are too bright. Because that light was so bright. And when that light shines in the darkness, either they surrender to that light, or they continue in their way. Then one way is this. You have to destroy those lights. Because those lights really can make your conscience, bother your conscience. They are too good to them. If only Nero make them scapegoat. If the world do not agree, nothing will happen. But brothers, those who live in the city of Rome, they know these Christians. They have a wonderful testimony. They have a wonderful life. Even the boss is hearing about you. Brother, sister, do you know that? That's Christian. But what kind of Christian we are today? What kind of testimony we have today? So, brother, sister, let us talk and talk and talk. This is something wrong, this is something wrong. We, have, we are something wrong. We have the teaching of Rome. We don't have that life. After seven years, brothers and sisters, the whole church of Rome is changed. It becomes a living testimony. How many years we are gathering here? If anything happens, do you think the world knows us? So this really will tell us, are we really for his testimony? Or we only use some kind of wonderful terminology to comfort ourselves. If we think this world is phony, this world is cheating, do you think that a Christian can be avoided from that? So be merciful to the Lord. May the Lord be merciful to us. This is a very serious moment. Before we make a right choice before them, let us make clear the message Paul tried to show. No matter what happens, 
brothers and sisters. Don't spend much time look at who is on the throne. Important things. Are we being called as overcomer? What is overcomer? Who overcome evil with good? Then the follower will talk about Nero is on the throne. It is very, very clear. Brothers and sisters, remember, people can get lost in the political world of Rome. It is always possible for us. We can become so political. We lose the spiritual sight. So may the Lord really speak to us. And remember, this is the last call. Being an overcome. We have met here too long. Much more than seven years. But think about it. Those brothers in the capital of the Roman world, they can feel the darkness of the empire. But they become lampstand. They are able to shine in the darkness. Finally, just because they are testimonies, cost their life. So, brother, may the Lord be merciful. Who is the overcomer? That's the question. So, may the Lord really speak to us. So, let's have just few prayers. Present our bodies as living sacrifice, which is holy, acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. Thank you so much, dear Lord. Also, for the uh, justification by faith, sanctification by faith, and uh, glorification, uh, glorification by faith, dear Lord Jesus. Uh, even uh, during this uh, just uh, uh, time, uh, you uh, have been uh, with us uh, and uh, guiding us, uh, dear Lord. Uh, we we just uh, uh, love one another because uh, the one that who loved another has uh, feared the Lord. Uh, we uh, do, uh, do not be uh, overcome by evil. But uh, uh, overcome evil by the good, uh, dear Lord Jesus. Uh, you uh, you uh, give us uh, strength and uh, just uh, teach us and uh, let us be uh, just uh, strong and uh, surpass uh, uh, scribes and uh, Pharisees, dear Lord Jesus. Even during such uh, just uh, uh, such uh, uh, time, uh, you are with us. Like uh, uh, the Nero, we don't like that kind of uh, overcomer. Uh, just uh, for instance, in Chinese history, we also have some king who pointing to the deer and uh, ask people to say that is uh, false. Uh, dear Lord, thanks for the revelation. And uh, uh, we uh, just uh, even during that crafted and uh, evil time, uh, we have choice. Let every uh, brothers and sisters exercise uh, their uh, their choice. 
just uh, you uh, bump, uh, just uh, the bump is uh, just uh, shattered. Uh, let the uh, brother and sister free. Uh, this is the last time we uh, uh, just uh, the brother and sisters uh, show their choice. Uh, dear Lord, uh, you bless uh, the same house. You bless America. Uh, all the gro uh, glory is yours. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Lord, we do pray that you be gracious to us. Lord, we thank you so much for these words. Lord, indeed, Lord, how we need, Lord, to answer these questions before you. Lord, indeed, allow you, Lord, to so change us. Lord, that we may just live, Lord, be, Lord, uh, overcomers, Lord, in these end times before you return. Lord, each one of us, Lord, to be lived out, Lord, not only individually, Lord, in our family, Lord, even, Lord, if you so choose, even this city, Lord, and we pray even for this nation, Lord, even as you're giving us, Lord, this um, days, Lord, when we have to make a choice, Lord, search us out, Lord. Lord, we pray if it's, Lord, so pleasing to you that you would extend and grant us the time, Lord, so that we may still repent, Lord, we may still turn back to you, Lord, that you will be able to have those people, Lord, who are prepared, Lord, for indeed, it is those who are ready, Lord, that you usher your return. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you make us ready. Lord, we pray, Lord, that we'll be those, Lord, who will usher your return. Lord, there's just so much you need to do, each one of us, Lord, in our families, Lord, in our marriages, Lord, in all the situations that you allow us, Lord, so that, Lord, you yourself be on the throne. Oh, dear Lord, have mercy. Have mercy, we pray. And you, for this coming election, have mercy upon this country. Lord, Lord, we humble ourselves before you. Lord, we see what you did in Rome, in Rome, how you not only transformed the lives, but Lord, you transformed the city. Lord, and yet, Lord, at the end, you were the conqueror. So may you conquer. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen